The growing calls across the nation to defund the police. To end policing as we know it. Off the charts violence in New York City. 11 people shot in just eight hours on Sunday. This is Sunday. about the police officers, officers who every single day put on that uniform and they run towards danger when we run away from it. Guns up! And Kitty Guns up, Kitty up! Welcome to the Third Stop Podcast, the number one show. Man, choking on an egg. For Police Meet Society and Culture Day show is brought to you by ghostbed.com forward slash Wolfpack Sleep So Good. It's scary. Oh. Today, if you want to support the show, go and like us and review us on iTunes or Spotify. If you want to go that extra mile, please go to YouTube, subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you want to be a paid member, get back to our access to our Discord uh, and some of the other things we have to offer there. Um, by all means, we'd love to have you. We got a lot of paid members in the live chats today. We're very excited. Wrapped up a great Com Center show last night. Tuesday night was uh, one of the most glorious and grotesque true crime Tuesdays with Andrea Uplate. Towards today is our Friday breakdowns. We got a lot of action, a lot of action on the Failure Stop 2.0 channel. Um, I'm wearing a new jacket. So one more and I'm out of here podcast jacket. We were, uh, Drew and I were both guests on their show in Cincinnati uh, with uh, Lieutenant Colonel uh, Scheller. It was a great episode, but those guys are coming down here for our podcast meetup, our spring fling podcast meetup in Clayton, North Carolina, just outside of the beautiful Raleigh, North Carolina. If you'd like to come, the meetup is on Wednesday, the 12th. However, I think the night before on Tuesday, there'll be some shenanigans um, and there may be some shenanigans even on Thursday. Lastro hey, Lopez is talking about coming in. Andrea hey, Uplate's coming in. What's up? Sorry to uh, interrupt your role here. I did the exact same thing you're doing right now. When we give the dates, we have to give the month. Uh, so, April. April 12th. April 12th. So it gives you February, March, April. It gives you way more than 90 days to get ready for this, to get your flights. Uh, there's a hotel within walking distance from everything. There will be an after party at my studio for anybody that comes. There will be a meetup at the distillery. Uh, drinks at the distillery are not free. But the drinks at the meetup afterwards are free. And there will be some free hors d'oeuvres at the meetup in the big studio um, and so we'll all be able to hang out. We'll be a little live show on the stage just for those people who showed up. A uh, nice little comedy show brought to you by Jonathan Bates, Drew Breezy, Andre Uplate, and myself, and the one more, and I'm out of here, podcast crew. So it is just going to be a fun-filled uh, month uh, or week of, of April 12th in Clayton, North Carolina. So get your tickets now. DM us for any more questions that you may have. Uh, other than that, housekeeping-related news, hammer the like button. Leave us a five-star rating review. Can't say it enough. And if you haven't gone and listened to Last Call yesterday with Corin Tatum, what a phenomenal episode, what a phenomenal human being. That is the wife of Brandon Tatum. And um, she was absolutely killer on the show, and we've all learned a lot. So that's it for that. Today's topic uh, that we're going to break down is twofold. And I'll give you a caveat to that twofold statement there. One, we're covering the Memphis uh, beatdown, the Memphis beatdown, which there's a lot of questions. That was uh, five black officers against uh, one, uh, I guess, a black subject there. And I think it's important because if uh, the mainstream media can always use the color, except in this case, we'll go ahead and use the color for them. Because if it was a five white cops, you know that they would have said so. Um, and then we're going to cover the Atlanta protester who was shot and killed. Now, 
I am against doing this with my whole heart. I do not like breaking down a case when we don't yet have the facts. However, the overwhelming amount of DMs that everybody has sent me and has begged for our police take on it, I'm going to listen to the people because the show is not about me. It's about the Wolf Pack. It's about Drew Breezy and everybody else. So we're going to deliver for you today, but this is going to be a part one because I'm going to revisit both of these cases with Drew when we have all the facts. But what we'll give you is what we have now. I don't know that I'll do a lot of speculating today. I don't like to do this. I really don't like to do this, but it's hard to, but it's hard to, to say no when so many of you like my children, right? Dad, I really want a slushy. And I know how you act when you get a slushy. I don't like it. But damn it, you're so cute that I have to do it for you. So, Drew, what's going on in Memphis that we know now? Uh, by the way, that's how I got the uh, chicken wings when we were in Cincinnati. Uh, I just looked at Eric and batted my eyes, and he was like, you're just so cute. I God. can't help it. God Do darn it. And then he insulted me by uh, suggesting I take ranch dressing. Uh, uh, anybody that takes blue dressing is basically a serial killer like the one, the vampire that we talked about on, on Night Shift. That was his problem. He was a blue cheese guy. Had he been a ranch no, guy, wouldn't have been fucking drinking people's blood and eating people's kidneys and shoving dog shit in their mouth. People who eat blue cheese dressing have a tendency to murder folks and then put dog shit in their mouth after they're already fucking dead. So I, I would normally disagree with you. For all you blue cheese people out there, but go fuck yourselves. How about this? Uh, I'm from the birthplace of chicken wings, Buffalo. Uh, that's why they're called buffalo wings. Contrary to popular opinion, uh, buffalo, the uh, the actual animal, they don't they don't have wings. So the, the the origin of buffalo wings is Buffalo, New York. The Anchor Bar, very specifically, it was a little bar close to the hospital where my father was in a, a few times. But we don't use ranch. I mean, that's that's an insult. That's that's like going to uh, Italy and asking for pizza. It's also five hundred dollars for a gun permit in New York. So now we're just going to do everything that New York does. You see no. the taxes in New York. Didn't yeah. they fucking kill a whole bunch of old people in a COVID home? I've seen the taxes in New York. I'm in Florida. <laughs> I'm going to do everything opposite of what New York does. If New York dips their wings in blue cheese, I'm going to dip mine in ranch. <laughs> is blue cheese the opposite of ranch? Yes. I wasn't aware. It is. Um, okay. So uh, speaking of red, blue, uh, I want to talk a little bit about Tyree Nichols here, first of all. Uh, and, and, you know, from my, uh, look, I got my comeuppance on this show because of Uvalde and uh, I've always been a staunch, let's let the facts come out before we make our judgments. Yeah. Okay. But there are other clues and indicators that we, we kind of addressed along the way. Um, and I've never faltered on my position though. I've been accused of, you know, some, some low level person on another show accused me of going back on my word, but uh, that's not true. Uh, everything I've ever said about Uvalde is still on the internet. Anybody can look at it and anybody with 10 brain cells would know that a police officer probably has more experience than a housewife. One, two, what we're dealing with it with the Tyree Nichols situation is very unique because we're talking about protests, violent protests, and police-related violence, so to speak, is what the media keeps calling it, and uh, what, what what leads to protests. So normally, so now uh, in Atlanta, as Eric's going to talk about in a little bit, we see in Atlanta that um, this guy was not only an Antifa fella, 
but he was uh, of Hispanic culture. He was a Hispanic guy. So this always fits the black and brown people violence, right? This is a little bit different, though. Tyree Nichols' case is a little bit different because though he is a black male, the five officers that are accused of killing him are all black. So we all know that Benjamin Crump is a civil rights attorney and he's, uh, he takes on the very high profile cases. He screams from the mountaintops normally about like in the Brianna Taylor case that she was a black woman killed by white police officers. Um, you know, I'm just trying to get rid of the elephant in the room. These are facts. This is what he says happens. Like we have time to determine or distinguish who the threat is. The threat can only be the same color of your skin, apparently. Why is it one way? Why? Why is it? Why is it the news article like you just mentioned? Why is it one way? Why? Why isn't it there another news article that says uh, <clears throat> violent protester extremists killed by cops? Why is yeah. there any of those headlines? Why is it always cops kill environmental protector? This gets back to, uh, invi- he was fighting environmental racism. Don't forget, Eric. I, I read that in an article. Well, we're going to talk all about that. So let's yeah. not okay. spoil so, yeah. my, my, my environmental all, racism rant. But listen, uh, also, you, you know, my favorite topic with my friend, Abby Ellsworth, on being a police officer podcast, she's in the chats today, is media bias. This is what's driving a lot of this violence. It just gets everybody so upset and inflamed. And it's in the name of ratings, essentially, because it's not telling the whole story, just like you said. It's not both sides. It's, there aren't two sides of the story. As a matter of fact, this is Ben Crump's um, quote. Uh, so what I've come to realize from doing, civil, uh, doing this civil rights work against excessive force policing is that it is not the race of the police officer that is uh, the determinable factor of the amount of excessive force that is exerted. It is the race of the citizen. So he can have it both ways because he's a civil rights attorney. This is the, this is, uh, this is the issue. This is what drives like black communities to distrust the police, all these things. As a matter of fact, the DA in, in Memphis ran on a platform of regaining the trust of police within the community. He's a Democrat and I'll talk more about him in a second, but, you have Ben Crump out here on one hand and on one platform screaming from the mountaintops that it's white officers killing black people. And you can't, you know, then that gets translated somehow to, as your t-shirt says, LeBron James tweeting out, you know, that he doesn't feel safe walking down his own street because he feels like a police officer is going to appear out of a a garbage can and, and murder him somehow. So you have, you can have it both ways if you're the media. Because they can easily just say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they were black officers, but they've fallen prey to um, police culture, like Marlon talked about last week. And, and also that they, um, they hang their hats on um, th- that it's, it's systemic within law enforcement. So they tend to, to take things both ways. Like it, it's just, it's, it's not fair in my opinion, and it's not just – and when what's the outcome, though, like when Ben Crump, right, if he cares so much about black people creating distrust between black people and cops, how does that make anything better for black people? It makes why, him why does he want a war? What, what's the end game here? What, you know, 
if we look at the facts, if we really want to look at numbers, uh, none of these things help the inner city. I talk about a lot of this in my book that'll be coming out at some point here soon. But, what's uh, the name of that book, Eric? What's that? What's the name of that book? Uh, Pig Latin, a seriously funny true story. But you know, one of the things I've, I've, I've was a curiosity that drove me as an officer is is the continual. You know, I worked in the hardest beat in the hardest district of Raleigh, which was ninety nine point eight percent black. Um, and everybody would say, you know, this one thing, well, it's been like this for 30 years. You're not going to change it. And that's what I've always had the problem. Why, why can't I change it? Like you, you're telling me that there's not one dude that's smart enough. Like we can put rockets into space and we can do all these things, but we can't clean up, uh, you know, two square miles. <laughs> hey, we're not talking, we're talking blocks. Yeah. We can't clean up blocks. And the reason why was because they, the city never wanted to. The city never wanted to implement anything in here. If if 78% of your crime comes from a very small portion of the city, we could fix that very easily by putting 78% of your cops in that area. But we don't. We actually put less cops in that area to cater to people like Ben Crumb, which only exacerbates the crime, but it also leaves a lot of children in broken homes in that area. Those children suffer because their mothers are crack whores, because their fathers are drug dealers and pimps, abusive husbands and, and just bad people. And these kids, they raise up in that environment and that's all they, they see. So Ben Crump really is the real racist here. He's the real uh, the real Uncle Tom, I guess, if you want to say. like He's the one that's bidding the deals of the very rich and wealthy white people that want to hold the inner city black people down and keep them inner city black people. So we're not just talking about normal human beings. They have, they have set up a culture inside of an area and it's the most publicized by the media as well. So you have literally separated blacks and whites. They are literally segregating. Ben Crump is a hand and a tool of very rich white people. So is LeBron James. Right. It's uh, the sad part about this is it's a very, so, so maybe there is a high percentage of crime in a certain area, but it's a very low percentage of the people that are there. So even the highest percentage of the people that live there just want to live peacefully and they don't want all that crime. But there's a very small percentage that are committing those crimes. And then the problem is when you, quote, over-police an area, which basically means you're just responding to the crime trends, it's perceived as some type of, um, it's perceived as like a profiling type situation or bias-based policing, when in actuality, you're just protecting the, the high majority of the people in that area. So it's, it's kind of an unfair characterization. It's, it's easy to play both sides. And I'm going to tell you the DA, the current DA in, uh, in Memphis was uh, some of these grassroots efforts that you just talked about helped get him elected based on this. Look, we've got to stop profiling in these areas. We've got to stop adjudicating juveniles into adults to try them because you know, we have the highest rate here in Tennessee in Memphis of doing that. And we're convicting mostly black children by doing that. But guess what? Those are the low percentage. That's the low percentage of the people committing the crime. So w- what are you addressing? The, the, the crime problem or are you creating a systemic race problem is, is my question. I, I can tell you that 
the DA ran on a few things. He, he just took office in August. There was a, their eight year terms, first of all, for a district attorney in that county, Shelby County. And he's a Democrat. He just took over in August from a Republican who had the office, I think for 12 years, even though the term is eight, maybe she took over in the middle of somebody else. Um, little background on, on Tennessee in general. The governor is Republican. His name is Bill Lee. The attorney general is Republican, uh, Jonathan Scrimetti. Uh, and the, but the Memphis mayor is a Democrat. That's, you know, and, and it's a shame that we even talk about race and, or, or um, political party and race, but these are realities. This is what the media wants us to believe. So this Memphis DA, his name is Steve Mulroy. He um, stood on platforms of criminal justice reform. He wanted to run a more transparent DA's office, which, which comes into play. And he also wanted to reduce systemic discrimination, but he also wanted to fund police. So he's, he's trying to do the right thing, in other words. This is the appearance he's giving, and, and, and by all rights, like I, I do want to slow everybody down in this Memphis thing for a second. What hasn't come out is the, is the video that the family has seen, and what hasn't come out is the video that Ben Crump has seen, and what hasn't come out is the video that the chief of police has seen, and the chief of police saw it fit to fire those five officers very quickly after seeing that video. And the five- Yeah, but I mean, I'm not going to go off of that because uh, a, police, a chief is the hand of the mayor, and it, it doesn't mean that it's necessarily fair and unbiased, right? If you okay. show, you know, and I, I don't know, but I, I know that the, the chiefs are, are taking, the chiefs are working for the city mayor. And if the city mayor doesn't want the city of Nash uh, of Memphis to be burnt to the ground, they're going to tell the chief what, what she's going to do and what she's not going to do. Uh, I, and the chief's a politician and, and, and has no balls. I'm sure. Now I don't know. Like I'm just saying like 99%. So I want to wait. I want to see the whole video and break it down before I say these five black officers fucked up. I, I But what I'm saying is everyone needs to slow down and stop, not stop. I would caution you in assuming that she's being driven by the mayor. I would caution you in assuming that this is an over prosecutorial DA. I, I would just, I, I would just tell you slow down just based on what everybody is kind of saying to this point. I'm not saying make a judgment. I'm not saying that, well, when this video comes out, it's going to be, you know, I think we all made this mistake with Derek Chauvin too. So slow down. They might be completely innocent. I don't know. They were all charged. All five of them were charged with second degree murder, aggravated assault, aggravated kidnapping, official misconduct and official oppression, which has been a, a Tennessee um, uh, code for a couple of years. Here's, and, here's and, and the reason why I don't want to, <clears throat> you know, I, I, the reason why I didn't want to break this down is because I don't know whose side to take at all. Like one, I always get the benefit of the doubt to the police officer. So I'm always going to say I'm not going to crucify these guys until I see the, see the tape myself or I see the evidence because I don't trust chiefs. I don't trust police chiefs at all. Um, I don't trust city managers to do the right thing at all. Not saying that some of them don't come through and surprise me and shock me. But that's why I don't want to break down the case until I know because, look, I've worked with officers and, you know, I could never talk to somebody in the inner city the way one of our officers who was black could talk to two black officers on our squad who were notorious for making everybody else uncomfortable. They use the N-word, uh, you know, a lot, 
Um, but I had one that would go like full ghetto on people and and like want to fight them like full fucking like I'm like, wait, wait, who's the bad guy here? Because like, you know, a cop should be articulate and talk one way and should be the calming voice. But now I've got two people that are acting like they're in a, a fighting match on a basketball court, jabber jawing at each other and saying the most heinous and foul shit to each other. And I'm like, dude, who's the bad guy here? And, and that's not a way a cop is supposed to be. And when I make a formal complaint, it's, oh, you're being racist. What do you mean? How is he talking different? What do you mean he was talking ghetto? I'm like, <laughs> he was talking ghetto. Like if I started talking like a white trash redneck and I started saying racial slurs, you guys are going to fire me for talking like a redneck and using racial slurs. I don't understand why this guy talking like a thug and using racist slurs. Why, why does he get a break? And I don't. So I've seen both spectrums, right? Like I've seen cops fuck it up. And, and but I've, I've also seen chiefs fuck it up. And I don't want to make any judgment on this case until we see some sort of resemblance of, of what happened there. And I don't understand is why if this was a white cop, the video would be out. I don't know about that. And I don't agree with it being out, but there I, would be such a force and a cause for it to be out. It, it's, it's all, everyone is calling for it to be out. I, I don't know about that because um, let's, let's think about this. This is not just a uh, Shelby County DA problem. The Tennessee Bureau of Investigation is also investigating and the U.S. Department of Justice, the U.S. Attorney's Office, I'm sure, is, is involved for the 1983, you know, violation of civil rights under the color of law. So um, if, if if any of these levels of government fail in prosecuting, there's still there's still two fail safes. So I don't know that the I, I think essentially what they're waiting for to release this tape or this video, not tape. Well, they said they weren't going to wait on the TBI and that they weren't going to wait on a federal investigation. I think what they're waiting for is to fortify the nation. I think they're waiting to get the cops ready because once this comes out, this is what I'm saying. I'm not making judgments. I'm telling you something's not right about this. You think and, it's, and you think, you think they're going to be guilty. I don't think they're going to be guilty. I think that the the jury's going to decide whether they're going to be guilty or not. But I, I mean, think, you're you're afraid to see the tape though because you think that the cops are yes. going to be in the wrong. Yes, yeah. I I think that it's going to be damaging because j just what we started this whole set, conversation with, the cops are always wrong. It, it doesn't matter if he was fighting back. It doesn't matter if he was running away. It doesn't matter, and and it always it always just boils down to. Just because he was on a traffic stop doesn't mean he deserved to die. And and we know, both of us know, there's so much more to this story. However, I, I'm seeing unprecedented stuff in this case. Like, right. here's, hold on a second. This is, I wanted to get to this. This is the Chiefs. Um, here. <laughs> where, where did it go? Okay, here. This is the Chiefs statement. Tell me if you can hear it. I cannot hear anything at this moment. In light of the horrific yep. circumstances surrounding the death of Tyree Nichols, it is absolutely incumbent upon me, your chief, to address the status of what the Memphis Police Department is doing, has done, and will continue to do in furtherance of finding truth in this tragic loss, ensuring we communicate with honesty and transparency, and that there is absolute accountability for those responsible for Tyree's death. As you know, five Memphis police officers were terminated last week. These officers were found to be directly responsible for the physical abuse of Mr. Nichols. Concurrent within that investigation, other MPD officers are still under investigation for department policy violations, 
Some infractions are less egregious than others. As this investigation and other external investigations continue, I promise full and complete cooperation from the Memphis Police Department with the Department of Justice, the FBI, the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation, and the Shelby County District Attorney's Office to determine the entire scope of facts that contributed to Tyree Nichols' death. Aside from being your chief of police, I am a citizen of this community we share. I am a mother, I am a caring human being who wants the best for all of us. This is not just a professional failing. This is a failing of basic humanity toward another individual. This incident was heinous, reckless, and inhumane. And in the vein of transparency, when the video is released in the coming days, you will see this for yourselves. I expect you to feel what the Nichols family feels. I expect you to feel outrage in the disregard of basic human rights, as our police officers have taken an oath to do the opposite of what transpired on the video. I expect our citizens to exercise their First Amendment right to protest, to demand action and results. But we need to ensure our community is safe in this process. None of this is a calling card for inciting violence or destruction on our community or against our citizens. In our hurt, in our outrage and frustration, there is still work to be done to build each other up, to continue the momentum of improving our police and community relationships and partnerships, to show those who watch us now that this behavior is not what will define our community and our great city. This is not a reflection of the good work that many Memphis police officers do every day. What comes next is our defining moment. What we all do next can be that reflection of our character. I am not wavering in my commitment to you to have a police force that is here to serve and protect you. Those five officers and others failed our community and they failed the Nichols family and that is beyond regrettable. I have met with and offered condolences to Tyree's mother and father and have asked for the support of our community leaders and clergy in this extremely difficult moment, but words are only temporary salves that need to be followed by true responsible action and change. It is my intent as a proactive measure to ensure that a complete and independent review is conducted on all of the Memphis Police Department's specialized units and the commitment of my executive leadership to ensure that policies and procedures are adhered to in our daily encounters with the citizens we are sworn to serve. In the days ahead, I ask that you continue to pray for the family of Tyree Nichols, the Memphis Police Department, and our great city. All right, so here, this is all I'm saying about this. Like, this is, in fact, this is exactly what I'm saying. Like you presented a minute ago, um, you know, how come, how can't, how is it that one person can't change an entire community? Well, what's to say this chief can't change the entire community? And, and, and she's not just washing her hands of these officers. She's telling you she saw the video and she's shocked and appalled at what she saw. This is not something she has to say. This is, yeah, that is. no, it's not. Yes, it she's, is. She's, she's a fool to say anything about that video because they're civilly liable for everything that's on it. 
she is t- she is saying what she saw. She's not saying what she has to say. Saying what you have to say would be like, look, the video is going to come out. Make your own judgment. We've already fired the people. You don't make a judgment either way about what's on the video. She's telling you. She's warning you. I'm the police chief. I saw this video. That's not how cops act. This is bad. That, that's all I'm saying. This what would is- cause five officers to just want to beat a dude to death? I don't know, Eric. Yeah, I don't because th- I don't think Derek Chauvin woke up that day and said he wanted to kill anybody. And I don't think he intended to kill Derek Chauvin. I don't. Think I'm not he- saying he shouldn't be punished for it. And I've gone into that yeah. that case and and every single piece of evidence and every. I mean, we followed that case to the T. And I made a, a judgment that I said I, I believe he should do between five and seven years in prison. And then the verdict came out that he did 22 years. And I totally disagree with that based on past people's judgments and things like that. But <clears throat> it's hard for me to believe not seeing the facts of this case and only seeing that the media, that there's no proof of them. Right. Like what would make five black officers want to beat another black dude to death? The only thing that I could say, and again, I hate speculating is that these officers, the the longest, uh, the, the most veteran senior officer was six years. Uh, what happened six years ago? Where were we at about five and six years ago? right around the Ferguson time, right when all of policing changed forever and you start everybody's else is within three to five years, which puts you right around the time of the whole George Floyd thing. So when you start just hiring anybody and everybody that walks through the door, especially if they're a person of color, you're, you're going to get really bad apples. I still don't see that five dudes show up to work and decide they want to beat a dude to death for reckless driving. I, I don't know. I mean, I've dealt with a lot of shitty cops too, but oh, okay. none that I would say that would be a first know. degree murder charge. If they were state troopers, <laughs> I'd understand this. They'd that be like, be not on my watch motherfucker, but these are cops. Like, do they deal with some really heinous shit in I, I three to it. five years in Memphis, bro, the amount of abuse that they see, the amount of uh, child neglect that they see, the amount of pedophilia that they see, murders that they see it enrages a cop and and when you are in a city like memphis or even nashville or uh you know these bigger cities that stuff can infuriate you and there are times when you have repeat offenders that you're just like this dude needs to run into the woods right now and away from all the cameras so i can beat the brakes off of him because this kid has abused children he's abused women and the court systems just let him out and out and out and you get these thoughts in your head where it's like Please run into those woods while I'm chasing you. Please run into those woods so I can beat the fucking brakes off of you. I don't see five officers, though, beating this guy to death because of a reckless driving charge. You you don't see five officers thinking exactly what you just <laughs> communicated. But I'm saying there's more to the story. Like, I want to more, know more about this Tyree other than he's a father. Maybe I he's a that. fucking pedophile father. Well, I, I can, don't know. I can tell you this. he's He was a FedEx employee. He was a skateboarder. So he would have been a Gromit Vomit fan. Fuck, man. But uh, so, Come but on, Tyree, you- dude. But I mean, like, I don't know. But like, here's the thing. That's it's why it's like I, I said I didn't want to get into it because I don't know the facts. Now, like, maybe I watched the video in two days and I'm like, just as appalled as this chief is. I, and, and that, that very way might be the case. That's why I, I don't want to open my mouth, period, about this. Um, 
Do you see yourself though, Eric, just saying after what she said and after what you read, I know you can't trust the media. I know that for a fact, but I pulled this off of a government website. She's saying, and you're saying, well, she's at the behest of the city council, blah, blah, but she doesn't have to say everything she said. No, what I says, I, I never trust what a chief says because well, the chief is always at the council of what they say. So I like, yeah, I, I, I never care what the chief says. I, I do understand that. Especially but you, a Democrat chief. Do you see yourself viewing that body worn camera footage and, and going, yeah, this wasn't so bad. I don't know what she's talking about. Do you see yourself doing that? Or do you see yourself going, eh, this is not going to be good for law enforcement. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll put it this way. When I saw the Derek Chauvin video for the first time, I thought the rest of what the rest of the world thought. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's terrible. True. Why would you put your neck on? Why would you like this? Fuck this guy. Then I see the whole totality of the entire investigation. And then I go, you know, Derek Chauvin had a lot of opportunities to stop being an asshole and he chose not to. And if you, if you choose to be an asshole long enough, you're going to pay asshole prices, just like this kid in Atlanta. <laughs> you, you know, I've, I've said it a thousand times, man, you fuck around long enough. You're yeah. going to run out of chances. You, you only get nine lives, you know? So what, what I, what I expect to see from this video is probably this guy using up his nine lives before he gets the brakes beaten off of him. And maybe the brakes beaten off is unjustified. Maybe, but I'll, I, I'm expecting to look at it and be like, yeah, but you gotta know that when you go that far and you spit on an officer and you bite an officer that a bunch of dudes aren't going to put out their baton. And, and you know, there was a guy and there was a nurse, uh, a nurse that I, and, and I went to the hospital as a police officer often because the hospital was on my beat, Drew. So I was always there. Um, anytime there was a rowdy uh, guy coming out of anesthesia all the way to the pregnant woman who wouldn't, you know, trying to get out of the hospital with all the, the I mean, I've been there for every single type of call to the hospital that you can imagine. I was there all the time. So I knew the nurses quite well. And, and, and I was able to kind of judge because, you know, my wife being in the hospital, a bunch having children, I know what it's like. I can empathize with people, you know, I understand the process of the nurses, but this was a really great nurse and she was a kind and gentle nurse. And she was just a, a peach. And we had a gentleman that we arrested and in a very violent fight, he was a sovereign citizen and he turned around and he bit this woman so bad that we could hear the bones in her thumb crunching. Now I want you to, I want you to put your thumb in your mouth right now and just bite down a little bit. It is the most painful part of your thumb. Go down to the bone, get where the bones at. It's very, very painful. And, and we, she screamed. It's a, it's a scream that I can never get out of my brain. And I wasn't, I heard it, but I wasn't the officer that was on top of the dude trying to get him to stop. And I told the other officers uh, that were able to eventually get him off as she had all of the bones in her, in her thumb crushed and, and a very disgusting laceration that I said, why didn't you pull your baton out and play pool with that dude's teeth? I would have used his teeth as a pool cue as if I was, you know, breaking that little triangle every time. And I would have knocked out every one of his fucking teeth. That's what I would have done. But they were like, sir, stop, sir, stop. And trying to prize my thought. And that's not the time for that. So what I expect out of this video Maybe something like that, you know, um, yeah. before I, you know, rush to quick judgment. But my, my point is this, Eric, I'm not I'm not rushing to judgment. I, I do. I, I understand that there are over prosecutorial DAs. I don't think that this guy is one. That's my opinion. That is a judgment. Okay. I do also understand the system of probable cause. And there was probable cause to charge five guys with murder. And, and, and he even admitted, uh, though, um, it was something to the effect of like, though they, 
though they weren't all part of the beating, all fall, all five were involved. And by the way, they've uh, relieved two paramedics and a firefighter or something to that effect of duty because they're under criminal investigation as well. So obviously this has to do with the, the, and the what, what does it take for a firefighter and an EMS worker to get involved? Also, by the way, uh, in, in a trial, um, a EMS, acu- uh, uh, one of the accusations was that, that the medics gave him a mind altering drug to, in, to, to, alter the man's mindset so that he wouldn't remember the beating that he received by me. And this is when I was going up for, for criminal charges for excessive use of force ended up being unsustained through jury, blah, blah, blah. But when I listened to him explain that the EMS worker gave him a mind altering drug, he gave him Haldol to get him to stop his cocaine induced, uh, fentanyl rage and saving his life from his heart exploding. But now the EMS worker is up on the stand because you gave him a mind-altering drug. So just because EMS is charged means nothing to me. Because for all I know, this guy could have been in one of those fentanyl cocaine-induced rages, and they were like, dude, this guy is at the point of no return. He's going to fight to the death because he is under whatever. And they and, and, and all the medic did was try to give him fentanyl, I mean, uh, Haldol, and now he's caught up in the investigation. Maybe the firefighter, was the one that hosed him off after he got pepper shot. I mean, I don't know who fucking knows. But when is it? When when is a firefighter and an EMS worker necessarily taken the side of the police officers? That were, I mean, look at the Derek Chauvin case. I mean, th- those the EMS worker went to the wrong scene and then instead told lies about what she saw when they know that she wasn't even there. Well, she yeah yeah. So, so working though, was she? I mean, she was. She, the one that was uh, the one that got real cocky and nasty on the yeah. stage. I don't even think she was. I think she was just part of the problem that day. I right. Think she, she was, was a huge part of the problem. She wasn't there from the beginning. She she had nothing. She was, you know, we, we cover that in depth. You can go back and listen to all the facts. I mean, it's been a long time and I erased that shit from my brain. So I don't want to mislead you. Just go back and listen to the, the episode. It's the Derek Chauvin one. But, uh, I, you know, because a firefighter gets charged in EMS worker, that's all salacious. Like I said, I don't know, and I'm not going to know until I see this footage, or I'm not going to know until I see, or read the facts of the case and exactly which cop did what and who who did who. And But I don't expect if five officers showed up and decided that they wanted to fucking beat a guy to death for reckless driving. No, I, 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 I but I don't think, see, you're oversimplifying that also, just how the media oversimplifies it when they say, well, he was, he was killed because of a traffic stop. It's, it's obvious that he ran, they chased him. There was a perimeter set for X amount of hours or whatever. I think he was caught two different times. So it's, it's obviously way more than just. So what happens if he's caught two different times? How does he get away the first time? I have no punch. Somebody does he spit on somebody? Does he bite somebody? Does he stab somebody? Like, what does he do to get away? That's not in my judgment yet. Like, I don't know. Right. I I don't don't know know either. That's right. what I'm saying. It's like it's hard for me to believe that these cops just beat this guy to death. Uh, or, but let me let me throw this scenario at you: the the the, the uh, Florida A&M University. Um, I'm pretty sure it was FAMU. The band used to have a hazing tradition. So when you got on the bus for the first time as a new band member for FAMU, they would beat you in basically they'd beat the Good. shit up. it's just like, like that's a- that's a great i mean they do that when you cross the south of the equator in the navy okay so a kid died right oh well, that sucks uh, it sucks and the hazing 
part of this is just like everyone on the bus is saying, yeah, we weren't trying to kill him. This is our brother. We loved him. We were just, you know, we were just hazing him. We didn't mean to kill him. This is, I'm not saying the police officers were in love with this guy, but nobody, if they had the intent to kill him, they would have been charged with first degree murder. They just, he just died in their hands and they were acting under the color of law. Therefore it's a second degree murder. And, and again, this is how probable cause works. If the, if the shoe were on the other fit, uh, if the shoe were on the other foot, in other words, um, and five inner city youth jumped Eric Tanzi, the officer and beat the shit out of him. Um, w- wouldn't we be okay with, you know, five indictments and, you know, first degree murder, second degree murder rather. And yeah, but if you have the same five inner city black gang members that see a, another man, you know, uh, diddling a child or uh, robbing their local grocery mart at gunpoint and they're a rival gang member, and they beat the fucking brakes off the guy and he dies. Uh, not necessarily burning down the city because the guy fucking robbed a bank, ro- robbed a grocery store and then got his ass whooped for it or diddled a child and he got his ass whooped for it. Like the guy but, asked for it. So. Don't you think, don't you think though, the difference is you're a law enforcement officer and you swore to protect and serve versus you're a fellow gang member that just saw stuff you didn't like. So you took it sure. out. Sure. But I would, I mean, I still think it plays into the totality. Whether I'm, whether I'm going to protest it or not, is what I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm not okay. saying that the guy doesn't get charged and he doesn't do that, but like, you know, five gang members beat up a white person because they're walking through their neighborhood. I'll protest it. Yeah. Five gang members beat the shit out of a dude that just diddled another kid and he dies. <laughs> eh, fucking. That's karma. You know, karma. You know, whatever. Write it off. Yeah, I want to see the total before I, you know make a personal judgment on these on these five black officers or listen to anything that mainstream media says or you know listen to the horrifics of a, of a case you know until i know the horrifics of this case to me personally i think the city's gonna say whatever they can to keep the fucking ship from burning down um and the, the cops could still be guilty and they're still gonna say you know what i mean like i i just i feel like there's probably more to this story a lot more to this story well, of course, um, there's a lot more to it. There, 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 that's a 100% fact. There's, there's way more. There's, there's two sides to it. As a matter of fact, oh, wow. it. it's three but, sides: his, hers, and the truth. And the truth. But I think uh, I, I don't, I don't see their defense attorneys jumping up and down saying, "Hey, you got the wrong guys." So, like, and you know, that's not going to happen. They never do that. So, no. and it's always. Oh, and by the way, the 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 autopsy that was conducted that that the media keeps talking about over and over um, says that he died of extensive bleeding by a severe beating. He died three days after he was admitted to the hospital. However, this is an independent autopsy commissioned by the family and the there family, go. and they're always going to right. go that. So, so, you know, if there was a car accident. And he dies from internal bleeding. Yeah. Right. You know. Right. So, right. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. It's like, through. I need to know. I got to, before, that's why I've made no statements on social media. You know, I've been forced to make a statement now, but I've, I've, I've caveated why I made the statement now because you guys begged for it. Um, and yeah, so I, I put it out there. But say with the Atlanta thing, and I don't regret this because I'm here for you. I'm here for you as the fans. And I want to <laughs> give you what you want because I respect you and I love you guys. So. I just don't think we should, uh, and, and we talked about this before, and I'm, we're both in 100% agreement. We're, we're never going to run away from 
from a topic. And, and I'm just, look, as a Wolfpack advisor, I'm just saying, um, I'd caution anybody about going on the offensive on this one or just blaming the media or just blaming a police. Well, chief. Sure. And, and, and like, so I've never gone on the offensive. Like, no, I haven't I, gone anything. Cause I'm just like, I'm the kind of guy that says, I don't believe anything that's being put out ever. I'm not going to believe it on this case until I see it for myself. And then I'll make my own decisions. I mean, look yeah. at the Breonna Taylor thing, all the things like Breonna Taylor is my biggest lesson learned because I was a hundred percent bought into these dudes overstep their bounds and, and until i looked at the whole case and i was like wow these cops are like 99.9 percent in the right and brianna taylor was 99.18 percent in the wrong you know whatever um he, yeah and i don't want to be duped again so i'm I, that's why i decided I'm, I'm not gonna go on offense for these guys and i'm but i'm not gonna go on the i'm not gonna be defensive i'm not gonna defend them and i'm not gonna fucking crucify them right. i want to know anything else anything before we move on to atlanta no, I think I, I, I think we've covered ad nauseum. Atlanta protests burning it down. They got National Guard soldiers being posted, uh, and, and, you know, through through the month. Um, we'll see what happens there. Uh, but this, mind you, is worse than January sixth, in my opinion. I mean, we've got real fucking terrorists here doing real terrorist activity. We've got guys that come not from the state of Georgia or Atlanta and not even for some kind of a political protest. You've got a man who shot a police officer and got shot in the process. And we have people who have burnt the city down, lit cop cars on fire, just absolute mayhem in Atlanta. Um, and seven people have been arrested and charged. Great. I'm glad we're doing that. Um, there's a reason why Atlanta agreed on the 90, what was it? $90 million, uh, cop city as they're calling it. Um, oh, uh, yeah, training the, facility. Yeah, right. Um, but, but it's not just for cops. It's EMS fire. It's, it's all inclusive. So instead of building a, you know, $10 million firehouse training facility and a $10 million EMS training facility, and a $40 million police training facility with another $10 million firing range and another, you know, they're just combining the whole thing together. Um, and this has been a protest that's been sparked by environmental activists. I want to read you some of these headlines though, really quick. And I think I fucked myself over by uh, Googling something else. Um, here we go. What we know, let's see here, um, assassinated in cold blood. This is from The Guardian. Activists killed protesting. Headline number one. Uh, the Atlanta police shooting is a warning sign for <laughs> the actual headline headline of this is Apocalypse Now. The Atlanta police shooting is a warning sign for the safety of environmental activists. <laughs> and it goes on and on and on um i have it goes one. as far as to say queer activists <laughs> killed by police in standoff um but none of these headlines are uh his you know of what really happened and again you have to ask yourself 
why is nobody writing an article, not Fox News or anything, that the headline is man who shoots police, environmental terrorist, shot and killed. Environmental terrorist killed by police. Why don't we see any headlines of the sort? I have a headline right here, Eric. Protest in downtown Atlanta over killing of activist turned violent. So the, the key, the focus is on the protest turning violent and the fact that the the activist was killed. But it's the headline reads nothing of the fact that this guy shot a trooper. Nothing. So Nothing. No. Yeah. Like it's absent from, it's probably absent from most of the article. CBS, what we know about Atlanta's cop city and the standoff. Um, justice for opponents of cop city. Defend Atlanta Forest. These are the top four searches. Cop City on Steam. Um, and and by the way, when you look at these, Cop City is a paramilitary. Here, here's a headline right here. This is the fifth one down. Atlanta Police Foundation, $90 million Cop City is the perfect example of the massive militarized and corporate funded projects police foundations are propping up. And this all goes back to say that they are they're creating this to defend what happened to Atlanta during the riots. Yes, they are doing that because we do have to deal with people who the majority of Americans do not agree with whining and crying like little bitches and burning their fucking city down. Right. So, so the police need more training. And when the police go to build their training site, we now the police are villainous uh, terrorists who chop down trees of, of ancient origin. Now, look, I am, <laughs> I think that there's way too much government spending. And I think that the city police has put a lot of money in, play, in things that they don't need. I don't think you need a $90 million training facility. Don't. I don't think schools need to be the way that they are. Uh, I think you could do a lot more with a lot less, and we see it from other countries. Uh, so I am, I am against this $90 million training facility. Uh, I, I don't agree with it. Um, I think you put that – I think you could put not even – a quarter of that money into reality-based training scenarios led by reality-based training staff that, that contracts out to other agencies. And you'll get a lot more than a $90 million facility. That's still going to use PowerPoint and still have to use every single slide in the PowerPoint, or you don't get credit for the class. Just like homeschool, right? Homeschooling is always going to be better than public schooling. If you have good, of good parents, I guess, mind you, because your kids are going to learn hands-on and a lot more and they're not breaking it down to the lowest common denominator. So the dumbest kid in the class is where we break it all down to. You don't have to do that in homeschool. It doesn't matter if you have an $80 million facility, a $2 million facility, they're always going to dumb it down to the dumbest person in that group. And that person's not going to graduate anyway. And that's the kid that why he's the reason why we have to have a thousand different PowerPoint slides and we have to go through each fucking slide. <laughs> <laughs> I could go on forever on how against I am a $90 million training facility. I think it is fucking outrageous. I think $90 million could go to better equipment. Uh, a better equipped officer is a more confident officer. A more confident officer is going to be less stressed. And a less stressed officer is going to make a hell of a lot more, a hell of a lot less mistakes. A stressed out officer is the most, is the most dangerous person in existence. A police officer that doesn't have enough sleep. A police officer doesn't have enough days off. A police officer that doesn't have adequate protection, not firearms, not, uh, you know, mass destruction, but uh, armored vehicles, 
armored plate carriers. I want my cops to feel protected because if they feel protected, they don't have a hairy trigger finger. Or okay. protected from their own agency. Yes. Protected from the administration, even. Protected from the administration. They don't need the $90 million training facility. Now, with all that being said, <laughs> it has nothing to do with fucking environmental racism. <laughs> and if you think it does, you have bad parents and you're a cuckoo. <laughs> you definitely weren't homeschooled. You definitely weren't homeschooled. Like, if you think the most, like, the most devastating thing about a $90 million uh, thing is is the organic mushrooms that are growing under the tree, you're crazy. <laughs> because what's directly going to affect you and that $90 million that, that thing is one, it's going to come out of your taxes and you're going to be paying for it. Like that pisses me off more than the fucking mushrooms in the forest. Uh, and two, that it's not going to do anything to make the inner city, that one block of Atlanta. What if they put $90 million? What if they put $90 million into that one strip of Atlanta where all the rap videos are shot? I can't remember the name of the street. Is it Martin Luther King Boulevard? Maybe. Uh, something like that. Uh, maybe if you put $90 million into that street, you won't need a $90 million fucking cop city. True. True. I don't know. Call me crazy. I'm a C student at best. What do I fucking know? But listen, there's pushback when you do stuff like that. Like where I worked, we we went on an initiative, we as an agency, went on an initiative and started opening up boys clubs, you know, boys and girls clubs in the community. And um, we got pushback from not only the community, but from the, the cops that worked in the agency. And the, the whole intent was this, like we, we saw the juvenile offender problem, everybody complained about the juvenile offender problem. You can't even call them criminals. They're just delinquents. They, they commit acts of delinquency, even though they're clear violations of statute. So we, we were trying to do something about it. We were giving them a place to go. We were, you know, and, and there were studies that showed that supported all that. There was data that supported all that. So we started sprouting up these boys clubs, boys and girls clubs all over the place. And they had an after school place to go, but we still met resistance from the community. We still met resistance from the cops. I mean, it's, it's all thematic today of when you build a $2 million facility for a boys group, and then you make the parents drop them off and pick them up and sign them in with an active driver's license and a phone number and an email address and all these things. How many of the real inner city kids that have the real piece of shit parents are dropping them off to that place anyway? It, well, listen, I, I don't think because of where they were strategically located, it was it was definitely lower income areas, but I don't think all. That no, I, I understand that they, they always build it in a low income area, but I don't it, believe it's for the low income kids. They it set is. it up for the fucking the way they did it. It was I mean, the, the, the criteria you're mentioning, I, I, I'm not aware. Well, they, of. That's the way it is here. They built a fucking seven million dollar YMCA right in the heart of the ghetto. Uh, it looks like, you know, it, it looks like Joel Olstein's palace right in the middle of fucking death and destruction, but none of the kids in the inner city are going to be able to use it. So, right. you know, but, but the funny thing is they'll do that with a skate park now, right? Like they'll put a skate park in the inner city and, 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 and almost give you no rules, <laughs> like stay there 24 hours a day, seven days a week with all the lights on. Seriously. There's tons of them like that. Uh, you, you, you don't have to sign in or sign out. You, you, your parent, you could be there alone. <laughs> You could smoke cigarettes there if you want. Like there's, there's, you know, and, and they're, they're all over the place, right? They're building a skate park in every major city across America. I mean, we travel to them all the time, 
but you build a basketball court or something like that. You got to go rent out a ball and you got to go sign a waiver. You know, if it's a swimming pool, you got to sign a waiver and pay this amount of money and blah, blah, blah. So like, what's more dangerous playing basketball or skateboarding? I mean, why does skateboarding get to do whatever the fuck you want? But if you build a basketball type system, you got to be out by dark. There's just as much crime as going to happen. Why, like, why wouldn't you not light up a basketball court 24 hours a day, seven days a week and let people fucking use it? I know for a fact, because I saw graffiti there, skateboarding is not a crime. <laughs> and your right arm that is now without cast definitely proves that point. Definitely proves that point. It's, it's super weak, but. I don't know, man. I, I, I think uh, the, the whole Atlanta protest thing. Now, one, let's go in and talk about what we know about this guy, first of all, really fast, just so that you guys have some kind of semblance of a breakdown here. Uh, the guy, he identifies as non-binary, and they've made, it, they've made that important in almost every single article you read, that he's a 26-year-old non-binary. Okay. Uh, Manuel Esteban Pez Tehran, uh, who goes by the name Tour to... Guida, Portuguida, which means little turtle, is the first known force defender activist killed by U.S. police. Let's not forget that he fucking shot police during a clearing operation. With no evidence to back that up, there is no body camera footage of the incident. Well, then, if there's no body camera footage, you don't have any evidence either. It's just like How we talked about that? the Memphis thing. <laughs> why? Why make any? Why make anything? Why go on the offensive or the defensive if you have no idea what really happened? Why don't and you just wait? He identifies as little turtle. What if he was an astronaut? You know what I'm saying? Like he was the first astronaut killed by police. Like why are you making him a? Not you, but why? Why is anybody defending him as a forest defender? Like what the fuck is a force? Is there a tab for that? Do we have a force defender tab? I thought Robin Hood was a. <laughs> he was. That's why they name it the Hood. It's a Robin Hood. After Robin Hood. How can it be the Hood if Robin doesn't live there? Um. Uh, God bless. I can't even. You know the snowballing militarization of police in the United States have coincided with heightened criminalization of protests. Didn't we just didn't we just see the effects of a non-militarized police department in Uvalde? We yeah. all not learn our fucking lesson there. Yep. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. This is what I'm that's the thing. These people are terrorists. These people are dumb. These people don't deserve to have a voice. And we should ignore them and not put any of these articles up yet, for whatever reason, mainstream media can't stop doing it. And it's killing this country. And yeah. I'm angered by it because we're making the world, the world is becoming a much more unpleasant place to live because of mainstream media. Mainstream media is your problem, folks. These, these incendiary, inflammatory, is that right? Am I saying all those words right? Incendiary, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Flammatory, right? Inflammatory. Yeah. Inflammatory yeah. Uh, statements that do nothing for the good of anyone we allow that to just keep happening and it's we're it's, okay with it. <laughs> it it's the it's the cause behind it that that just sends kind of chills up my spine it's it's for money it's for advertising dollars like the more people that click on this uh you know nbc news article that i have up here um the more they can sell their advertising for 
Therefore, the more money they make, the more profit sharing they get, the more they can invest in other ventures, the more they, you know, they can buy cable companies. And, and, and what is that? I don't know. It's not a stat, but there's a statement that like, there are only five major corporations that run every single media, you know, they're, they're all they're If they're not in agreement, like Fox news is owned by Disney who owns ABC. So ABC puts out the police are horrible and Fox news puts out, no, the criminals are horrible. Well, guess what? It gets everybody arguing and everybody pays Fox news and, and ABC. Like it's, it's all in the name of advertising dollars. And that's been my contention all along. And we 1000% agree on this. There's blood on on the hands because we're losing police officers to violent people. We're losing good regular citizens to violent people because police officers can't do their jobs. How about you just leave the cops alone? I mean, I'm not saying I'm definitely not saying don't hold anybody accountable. That's that's far from what I'm saying. But but this obsession with going to war with police has to stop. Exactly. When, when it you has back, to stop. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and and the only people that are fueling this are politicians, mainstream media, lobbyists, and you know, which is all from the ads and the paid the paid ads. Look, I mean, we felt it on this show. Hey, you, you know, you give this take on Uvaldi, and you'll reap the consequences, boys. You know, um, you know, <laughs> say what say what we want you to say, or you won't. Look at the Twitter files, man. Hey, go on with Pfizer or nothing. And if you don't, Twitter then the UK and Germany will no longer be using Twitter. So, you know, it's Pfizer, no knockoff brands, no other remedies, no other cures. Doesn't matter what scientist or what doctor says it, you're going to obey Pfizer. And there's only going to be one thing, biotech Pfizer. And and that's it, boys and girls. Um, And then we've got this media that comes out with project Veritas about the, the Pfizer people, uh, you know, wanting to recreate or mutate this virus so that they can go ahead and invent another vaccine. How crazy does that seem? Like, it's all in the name of money. This is all crazy stuff. We're living in crazy times. And I'm, frankly, I'm over it, Drew. I'm done with it. Like, the headlines this week have pissed me off watching what's going on in Atlanta, what's going on. It's all made me, right. I am I am tired of just talking on a microphone. Uh, and and I've always tried to, to not be a one-sided guy. I've always tried to be an open-minded guy that's tried to appeal to other people. But you know what? The other people are fucking stupid. And I'm tired of trying to, to communicate with them. I'm done trying to communicate with them. The facts are, you guys are fucking crazy. And if you believe any of this shit, you're fucking crazy. Right. I, and, I, I'm, I'm and, and I don't know what else to say. You know, the thin blue line bullshit in Los Angeles. Oh. Fuck out of here, dude. If you're in Los Angeles, fucking move. Fucking move or go burn it down. One of the two. I want to say something about that real quick. I I, I put something not on burn my, it down literally. Like don't go light fucking yeah. fires, idiots. Like come on. <laughs> like I mean, right. like like let them know on social media. Let them know at your council meetings. Like, listen, I am a hundred percent against anybody destroying things because you're not getting your way. Destroying things is is so juvenile and amateur. Your girlfriend breaks up with you. You you flatten her tires. You're a coward. Girlfriend breaks up with you. You you know you fuck with her mail. You're a coward. No, I mean like battle of the minds, not a battle of the wills. Outthink your opponent and beat them. Burn it down that way. So like, let's just hundred percent clear there. Those seem very oddly specific, but um, I uh, I put something on my Instagram, Drew, 
at Drew underscore Breezy, if anybody is paying attention or wants to keep score. And I put something on my Instagram where it was just a series of acronyms of what LAPD stood for, because, you know, I, I that pissed me off. The chief, the chief caving to activists who claim that the thin blue line is represents proud boys and violent extremists and no bullshit. This is the last bastion. The, 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 LA, the, the men and women of LAPD in the LA County Sheriff's Office ha, or Sheriff's Department have, have been through hell over the past, we'll say, month. Like suicide after suicide, in the line of duty death, uh, shooting after shooting. Uh, they, then, they, then they had to deal with a multiple shooting at the New Year's Eve thing, which the media tried to turn into a, a white supremacy thing, but it was an Asian guy that did it. Uh, they had two of those in a row, as a matter of fact. So they've been through hell. And the best, the best that the LAPD chief can come up with is, uh, yeah, by the way, here's a memo. I, I'm going to acknowledge that it's probably not the right thing to do, but I got to kind of do it. I think that right there, Eric, is your example of the mayor saying, or the mayor of the city manager saying, hey, you're going to ban all thin blue line shit in your department, and you're going to send a memo, and you're going to like it. And the chief is just like, man. I've come so far in this department. What hill do I die on here? So he wrote the memo and, and banned all the stuff. I mean, you know, I, I, I'll even acknowledge that chief might be in between a rock and a hard place, but he chose, he chose the rock. Yeah. Loser. Let's see. Loser activists, protest <laughs> defenders. <laughs> That's why I, I can never be a freestyle rapper. I can't think fast enough. Right. <laughs> It's just is is a crazy time that we're living in, and you know, one if you're a cop, and and here's the problem here too, is we're hiring losers to be cops. So cops are going to be losers, right? Because we've let we've lowered the standard so much in the last five years that you're really bringing on a lot of fucking losers, a lot of dumb dumbs. You've got people right now. Uh, like, you know, that are rescuing animals that the other animal mom died. And they're like, you can't rescue that animal and keep it at your home. And so if you don't get rid of it, we're going to kill it. <laughs> like, we, you know, it's not about safety, right? I, there was a meme I saw the other day. Traffic cop pulls me over on a motorcycle after going 110 miles an hour to catch up to me. It's not about safety, folks. Right. Because motorcycles are like the most dangerous things on earth. <laughs> right. And now you've got cops on motorcycles fucking hauling ass around. It's never been about safety. It's always been about control and, and, and making it happen. And I, I thought that was very funny. Um, eh, um, I, you know, I've got my thing about motorcycle police too. I, I think it's a fucking, you know, given like, I think a motorcycle inside the city city is a great thing to do because it can get around turns and it can get through crowds a lot quicker than a car. But having motorcycles out on the highway trying to stop cars is probably a way more dangerous than it is. Uh, I, am, I am not touching this with a 10-foot pole. Why? For, for a couple you, of years. Are you a motorcycle cop? No. Quota keeper? No, I was not. Somebody... You like him, though? <laughs> you like him? Look, I've got a really good friend. He's a motorcycle cop. He's fucking obsessed with it. He loves being a motorcycle cop. That's all he talks yeah. about. I don't, I mean, I think it's, I mean, I, like I said, I think there's a time and a place for, for motorcycles. I'm not saying ban them or anything, but I'm just saying like being up and down the highway, zooming around and shit just doesn't seem safe or like, get a fucking car for that. You don't need a motorcycle to go zooming up and down the highway. You do need a motorcycle to be whipping around downtown during parades and shit. It's like a horse. Like, you don't put the fucking horse on the highway. I think they should put more horses on the highway. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Buggies behind it. 
Yeah. Hey, why the long face? I don't know. What does a gay horse eat? Hey. <laughs> Favorite joke of all time. Favorite joke of all time. Uh, this was a live show. And we appreciate all the live chatters in there. We had a lot in there. Not a cop is on there. Uh, he's obviously not happy about my motorcycle comments. Um, you know what? I, I feel like I'm a bad guy, dude. I'm a bad guy. Nobody likes me ever. So one <laughs> week I'm a right wing racist. The next week I'm a left wing nut. Now I'm a fucking anti-motorcycle pussy. I mean, who knows? Uh, I like motorcycles, man. I own a crotch rocket. Uh, I, I sold it. So I guess I don't own a crotch rocket anymore, but I had a crotch rocket. Had a uh, had, had a Harley for a second. I uh, had a had a V twin for a minute. So I've had a lot of motorcycles, but uh, you know, motorcycle cops on the highway doesn't make a lot of sense to me. So uh, now you that's just, just me, dude. Now you just have a rocket crotch. Yeah, well, I have a crotch rocket, but it stays in in my uh, bedstand drawer. <laughs> in your it's with my Sarah Kelch collection. <laughs> you know how many dillies she's got. Right. Uh, just kidding. Sarah Kelch doesn't have any dillies. She let us know Maybe. that many shows ago. Um, Brittany Faulkner is in the chats. Corn Pop was a bad dude. Deadleg Media, Nightkin, all the way from Sweden. One of my favorite people. Um, uh, give us lots of chocolate over the holidays, sodas uh, for days. My kids are still going through that bag. It's been heinous on my diet. Uh, those little marshmallow things, those Swedish marshmallow things, are just a fucking a delicacy. They melt in your mouth. I don't know what they are. It's like taffy and marshmallow or something i don't know but it's delicious and he dropped us like fucking like over 50 dollars today in the super chats so that's really cool of him man and all from across the pound day eh? hydro man blue who was listening to the entire show naked and on his beanbag matt c um jake farm honey badger gosh there was so many people in the chats today and i and i, I get down this today's show was brought to you by ghostbed.com forward slash wolfpack it sleeps so good it's scary you don't want to leave before the ad read trust me you don't if you didn't hear the ad read from corinne tatum what's the most important thing about supporting the thin blue line is supporting the voice of the thin blue line and supporting those who support the thin blue line Ghostbed has been with us since day fucking one, folks. Like, they have never wavered. Not on our Uvalde stance, not on this bullshit in Atlanta, not on this bullshit in Memphis. They have never stopped. They have never defunded our fucking platform. Um, even when the economy is shit in the bed, literally, the Ghostbed, they never stop, folks. They never stop supporting this show, and I can't stress it enough. Go and support Ghostbed. They're beds that are made in the actual good old USA. USA. They offer 35% off. Mental illness, we preach about it. We talk about it. We talk about fixing relationships and family. It all starts with a good night's sleep. Do it on a bed that supports you and supports please. Every cop I know that is close to me is up on a ghost bed. Dan the cop, Mike the cop, cop the cop, all the cops. They're all doing the ghost bed. Now it looks like the Tatums are getting up on the ghost bed trend. All the drinking bros and tetherball media, all up on that ghost bed. Everybody's doing it. Get your sleep. Get your rest on. Be a cool guy. Put your blue line pajamas on, jump on a ghost bed, 35% off, 0% down, 0% financing. That's if you have dispatcher credit. If you have Jonathan from Com Center credit, you can afford a fucking ghost bed. All LAPD, right. lay a person down. Lay a, a person down on, on a, ghost a ghost bed. With promo code Wolfpack. Support us, guys. Seriously, Rip Pack. Rip Pack official. Promo code Wolfpack. Keep your breath clean. While you're beating that ass out on the streets, while you're oppressing people out on the streets, do it with clean breath. Nobody wants their last, their last breath of air that they pull in through their nose because they're choking on their own blood. Nobody wants to smell your stinky fucking coffee breath mixed with Chick-fil-A morning sauce. It's gross. Throw a rip back in. Swish it around. Make your teeth white and pretty again and your breath clean. 
while you're dealing out that oppression. Did you say Chick-fil-A morning sauce? Did I hear that right? Yeah. I think it's gross when people get the little Chick-fil-A mini biscuits and Chick-fil-A sauce for fucking breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I get at Chick-fil-A for breakfast? Because I don't like the little mini chickens. What? Um, One, their breakfast burrito. Their spicy burrito is always clutch. Um, Their yogurts are pretty good, too. But I love their soft soft serve ice cream in the morning. There's nothing like being awake at 630 in the morning in in 7 o'clock traffic, licking a vanilla ice cream cone in your patrol car while everybody's looking at you in dead stop traffic. You're just looking over. (laughs) Like the kids are like, faces are peeled (laughs) to the window. Like, mom. Mom, he's eating, he's eating ice cream. The cops eating ice cream. She's like, shut the fuck up. Don't look at him. We have expired plates. And I'm just like, <laughs> you got it. It's dripping down your face. And you're like, what? Like, what are you, <laughs> you little shit? That little first domestic, domestic that goes off at nine o'clock in the morning. You got that big vanilla ice cream, <laughs> ice cream stain on your, right, on your black eye. Right. It's like a teardrop of, of joy. You got the white cream in the sides of your lips. It's all fucking gross. And nobody it looks like you just sucked 10 dicks. Oh, it's like you just sucked the Tennessee amounts of dick. God, Tennessee is just getting it hard this week. No pun intended, but right. Tennessee is really getting railroaded. Fuck, no pun intended again. Um, getting raped. God bless. I can't stop. Can't stop. But no, thank you guys. Rip Pack official. Uh, or, you know, head over to ripack.com, promo code Wolfpack, and, uh, and, and be a cop with good breath. Breast. Breath. I'm talking about Tennessee, and I'm already thinking about my breast. Uh, What's your over-under on Megan Hall pictures coming out? Megan Hall pictures. Um, you think any of those cops uh, freaking sell any of those photos that she sent? No. I, I, I don't. There's a great chance at it. I mean, all right. Call me a weirdo. You get a picture of Megan Hall that she sent you, <laughs> and you got TMZ saying, we'll give Is you 30. It's like TBI, Tennessee Bureau of Investigation. Um, it was hard to read those articles when they kept referring it to TBI. Um, but they offer you thirty-five grand for that picture. Oh yeah, you can have fuck it. Yeah, exactly. I, it's not doing you don't think that's going to happen here shortly? I think my point. My point is, it's not doing anything for me. What was that? Who was that chick that that uh, hit Nancy Kerrigan with the with the ad? Tanya Harding. Tanya Harding. Saw her. Harding video came out. I was like, I cannot believe I just gave the mafia my credit card number just to see this fucking video. Well, it, that's the point. Is like you're always gonna watch it. Like she's ugly as yeah, shit. Gotta, but like, I'm like definitely working to not watch it. You gotta watch it. You gotta watch it. Like, yeah, my mom. Oh, I've said too much. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Britney Spears, man. Like, let her come out with an OnlyFans. I'm fucking premium subscriber. <laughs> oh fuck yes. My kids might not eat for a month, but I'm premium subscriber to Britney's freaking only yeah. I'll be a part of that problem all day long. Yeah. Um, and, and I know it's gross. Like I'm not attracted to Britney anymore, but like, I, like you said, I feel like it's on America. It's like not having a hot dog at a fucking baseball game. Yeah. It's a duty. It's a duty. It's a, it's, it's a duty for sure, man. Well, it's been a really great episode of failure stop breakdowns. You guys asked for it. You know, it, it wasn't a true breakdown as we like to do on the show, but it's what you asked for. And the ratings do dictate what we do within reason. So I hope you guys enjoy the show. Please support those who support us. Hammer the fucking like button. Hammer it so hard. Like a, like a Tennessee police rookie. You just hammer it, baby. 
<laughs> you hammer it. You hammer it like five dudes on a reckless driver. Like a uh, girl's gone wild fucking houseboat hot tub. You want to go live today if they review that? You want to go live again today if they uh, release the body camera footage? I would love to. Guys, stay tuned. It might be, uh, it might be a thing. We might be going live to cover it. Um, so stay tuned. Can't tell you when or where. Well, I know we'll put it in our Discord. We'll throw it up on Instagram. But we might be back in the studio going live for the release of the body camera footage if it's released today. All right, and start start shoveling snow for extra money and, and mowing lawns and such so you can put money aside for April. What's the date, Eric? 12th, April, April 12th. Wednesday, April 12th. I would fly in on that Tuesday if I were you and uh, call it quits on Thursday. Um, Wednesday will be the big night. I'd, I'd, I'd fly out a little bit later. We're, we're about 45 minutes from RDU Airport. Um, I, I probably will shuttle people back and forth from the airport. If, you really, if you're coming and you're a fan and you're a peasant, um, Get up with me in the DMs and let us know. And I might shuttle. Well, I will shuttle a van back and forth from the airport to pick you fucking peasants up as you come in. Um, you know, if you've got the money, if you got that fucking expendable income, and don't make me waste my money coming to pick you up. JS <laughs> down to Clayton. It's a 45 minute Uber ride. I think it's like 40 bucks, but, but, um, uh, but you know, if, if you need help getting, getting here, I understand that man. Uh, Drinking bros always hooked me up when I went and, and that always made it really nice. So uh, if you do fly in, I have no problems shuttling to pick you up um, and bringing you to downtown Clayton. So um, RDU airport is the airport you will fly into unless you got a lot of money flying to the Smithfield airport. It's private. You got to have your own private plane for that, I think. So uh, uh, anyway, there you go. If you're still one of these 86 people that have just held on uh, relentlessly, just not giving up, holding that thin blue line, go check out my kids podcast, Gromit Vomit, Black Rifle Coffee, company uh owner uh jared taylor was just on he is also the producer of the new nitro circus with travis pastrana he uh is one of the sponsors of team hoonigan sponsoring a nascar his daughter is a little grom she rages in a razor she skydives um she's in on all of it and my kids got to interview uh jb2 and my son duke i, I kind of consider them all my kids i'm the I'm skate daddy uh they did a really great interview with those folks if you haven't listened to, to com center um, I don't know what's wrong with you. Great show. Um, fantastic show. We're really excited to have that on the network. Uh, make sure you go and tune into one more and I'm out of your podcast. You can get caught up on what those guys are doing so that you get their inside jokes when they get here in April. Really important. And uh, man, I can't believe there's just 90 people still hanging on. Yeah, I can't. Wrong with you guys? And it's growing. That's what I like. We should do a telephone. We should do a telephone. Well, we might be doing a telephone here shortly when they go live. So uh, <laughs> actually, you know what? Keep talking, Drew. I'm going to look it up. I'm just camera release. I, I'm talking. Uh, Just in case it's already out. Yeah, listen, guys. Uh, Com Center eight six six Com nine. I'm sorry, eight four eight Com nine one one. That video's it. released. Let's go. go okay. Keep keep on with your cell. But I'm gonna I'm gonna get this video up. Eight four eight two six six sixty nine eleven is the number to call Com Center. Please call and leave us a uh, very um, brief but uh, comical message. Uh, hopefully filled with vulgarities. Um, there was a really funny, uh, there was a couple funny messages that we got over the past couple of days. Oh, never mind. It's, it's these fuck, they trick you, dude. Like, yeah, it's, let me guess, it's clickbait, Eric. Yeah, yeah. You Just released news about the release of the body camera. Footage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. That's what got me. Body camera footage release. And you're like, yes, it's released. And then it's like, 
new information released about the <laughs> body camera worn footage that's going to be released. So, um, I, I also learned through my uh, lovely fiance, soon to be wife, Kara, that if uh, you if I gave out the number, I kept giving out the number is eight six six com nine one one for com center, and if you call that, it's like uh, some kind of. <laughs> Social Security or retirement hotline. It so, was. I got it. It's, it's <laughs> Please don't call eight six six. Call eight four eight com nine one one. I legit was like upset when you sent me that number. Um, gotcha. Not upset, but I was like, "Fucking, you got me, you piece of shit! Like you fucking got me." <laughs> I thought you were being an asshole. Nine four seven C O M nine three six seven. Leave a voicemail for those guys. Do it today. <laughs> uh, we not- might be live back. I don't know. We'll see what Jonathan. We'll see what Andreas doing maybe we'll do a telethon uh, tonight um see what happens okay okay only time will tell folks until next time guns up giddy up